I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. You are listening to Coast to Coast AM. Connie Willis here, second half. Hopefully some of you or all of you are on track with the time, by the way. (laughs) I know some of y'all are feeling it like, what's going on? Daylight Savings Time always does that to everybody, right? And yes, it should be consistent across the board. And any of those of you that follow my career, you know that we attempted to do that from WWKA out of Orlando. WDBO is the AM, which uh, you would hear Coast to Coast on. Um, we, uh, we, we worked it into, I think it ended up turning into a bill uh, the, you know, we were trying to get it year round for the, you know, everybody. And, we, uh, I guess the people that could really make some moves said they should do it. You know, they were going to start out kind of regionally. They thought was that was the better way. I don't know. You know what? To me, take the big jump, little baby steps. You know what? Come on, people, grow up. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. That's just me. That's just me. Take the take the flying leap, man. Become the Jack Lalanes and the Elaine Lalanes of the world. Um, but um, the first person to ever sign it was uh, Sonny Bono. That's uh, that's always kind of a, a neat little story to tell. But anyway, I hope you guys are back in action. Your body's starting to get used to it. Just, you know, hey, come on. Get over it. Let's go. <laughs> you lost an hour. Take a nap somewhere. Um, right in the sea. Spring forward, fall back. Right. Okay. Yeah. Spring forward. Okay. Hey, so come on. 
we should all be good. We should be in sync. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm excited uh, for our next guest. And I'm also a little like, whoa. So hang in there with me on this. First of all, if you wanted to know about Elaine's books, you can, of course, go to our website. You can, of course, go to her website. And you can always go to my website, too, at ConnieWillis.com. I'll have her information up there, too, as well as past people's uh, information. And we'll be putting all those people on a podcast as well. So uh, you'll always be able to get more. So follow that so that you can go, I want more of Elaine and I want to be able to talk to her because so I'll set up some of those live podcasts so that you can do that. All right. So I'm just learning the developing of it and, and all the technical parts of it. So anything you'd like to do with me and join the shows and just enjoy it because we have a good time, please go to ConnieWillis.com and thank you. Now, a lot of times when we take callers, there's some callers that, you know, that I guess me as a broadcaster, I listen to, I'm like, Hey man, this, this person's pretty cool. And you guys know that live on the air, I'll say, all right, leave your information with Donna or a call screener, leave, leave inf information. Right. And then she'll get it back to me. And that's when I'm like, Hmm, I think you should be on, you should have your own show with me sometime. So this is one of the guys uh, that's on next that I did that with. And, you know, lo and behold, he's been on with, you know, Art Bell. He's been on with George Nori, you know, a ton of bazillion times. He's been all over the place. Uh, and it's great to know that he's listening to the show and loves to listen to the show and, and we'll call in. It's it, it just, that's always a neat thing that it's mutual, that mutual. Now, one of the things I like is he's highly intelligent. He knows what he's talking about, or at least he leads me to believe it. He's really good at that. But I can say, well, what, what's that? You know, and he'll, he'll do it. He's kind. He's, uh, he understands it might go over your head. So he's not going to laugh at you. He'll explain it to you. And that is very important because there's a lot of people, and you guys have heard them before, where they will just talk right over your head and you have no clue what they just said. And you're like five paragraphs back and they're so far ahead of you, you know, you've already lost it. So as he talks, if there's anything where I need to stop him, and it's just because of me, maybe you're past that, but there's a lot more people probably like me that are going to go, what? And they're very thankful that I might stop him and ask. That way we can stay in line with them. So we'll do our best to follow him, but he he also knows, hey, you got to dummy it down for at least me for sure. And so this is Charles Ostman. You've heard him on here before, no doubt. He's experience, his experience includes, I'm going to give you a little bit here, and then I'll let him do a lot of it too, because I'm sure he will. He can name some things that I'll never have mentioned. But his experience includes 45-plus years in the fields of electronics, material science, computing, artificial intelligence, starting with eight years at Lawrence Berkeley Laboratory at the University of California, Berkeley, cool, and at Los Alamos National Laboratory, cool, 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 cool. He's been a senior fellow at the Institute for Global Futures, a consulting group that provides strategic research services to private and government clientele. Uh, I love this, co-founder of NanoSig, an organization with the primary a charter of facilitating investment in nanotechnology-related ventures. And in fact, basically tonight, we're going to be talking about nanotechnology as a core catalyst of accelerating next-stage evolution. What is it and what is it not yet? Now, wait a minute. Now, you may go, 
Oh, this sounds so boring, man. You know, uh, sorry, Connie, going to sleep. No, 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 no. We're going <laughs> to, not at all. In fact, I love saying nano, nano earlier, by the way. I thought that was kind of cool. But really, the biggest thing is, and we're, we're going to bring on Charles right now. Welcome once again, Charles. And the question what we're going to ask first is, why is nanotechnology relevant to us? That is probably the bigger question. So again, Charles, yay, you're here. Thanks so much. Well, and hi, Connie. I've always listened to you for, for a long time, and here we are. This is amazing. I'm actually quite, I, quite astonished. I know. We made it. I'm very happy about it. And what's cool is you have uh, put together some graphics so that people can follow on the website. Yeah, that's the basic idea. And I wanted to make the point that it's not nanotechnology as a singular sort of vertical stovepipe type of um, development or technology. It's really at the center, almost like an axle uh, of a wheel with all these different spokes kind of radiating out of it. And it's it's a core um, fundamental technology which actually allows many other technologies to be more plausible or possible, I should say, uh, in the near future or even the present term. So if I had to describe what nanotech actually is, the simplest sort of Occam's razor approach would be this the manipulation of matter at the molecular or even atomic scale of precision. So to me, it was always, it's just really, really itty-bitty, itty-bitty tiny. Yeah, but itty-bitty tiny is uh, not that relevant unless you can do something with it that's very mm. predictable or specific to a cause. And that's, that's what she what said. Makes the difference here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should not that's have okay. said no, that. That's okay. No, it's fine. I believe you. I'm trying my best to sort of blurt these things out as I go along. <laughs> and, and by the way, I'm really impressed with your previous guest. I mean, yes. I should never live to 97 and be that functional. <laughs> I don't know. I feel she... like a rusty robot half the time, so I don't know. <laughs> She is amazing, and she's like that all the time. She's such a hoot. And, you know, I was concerned of, uh, you know, you're going to be on lay. Is that cool? And she said, you know, when Jack was alive, I would get up early because he was the early bird. But now that he's not here with us anymore, I am back to my old self of being a night owl. So she said, I'm, I'm good. I'm good to go. So that was great. And thanks right. for being on standby, just in case. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, it's interesting. My best hours are like 3 to 4 o'clock in the morning. I, mean, I don't know why. It just turns out that way. And speaking ah. of time, I really do wish that this daylight losing time, I'll call it, <laughs> right. somehow get resolved. I almost got thrown off because I didn't know exactly what time it was. And yes. I was doing all my stuff here, and I realized, oh, wait a second, I'm an hour off. Now what? <laughs> I want to make sure I didn't, like, miss the show or something. So, anyway, here we are. <laughs> we thank you for being responsible for that, too. So, uh, um, so yeah, so, okay, nanotechnology. We're, um, again, why, why, is, why should I care about it? What's the big deal with it with me? Because, what? because whether or not you're looking at computing, medicine, any form of telecommunications, uh, any kind of manufacturing, uh, just about all the stuff that you see in your daily life and you yourself as a person, as a, as a living thing, are going to be, or already are, in some ways affected by nanotechnology. You may not see it. I mean, it's hard to see nanotechnology scale anyway, but I mean, the, the artifacts or the consequences of nanotechnology is already present in a lot of different materials and already existing products. Um, it may not be like you wake up one morning and suddenly discover nanotech everywhere. It's more of a transition, but we're in that transition now. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view. 
an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way. Knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I mean, aren't we? Because like the, the phones get smaller or actually whether, well, sometimes you want them a little bigger, but I like them smaller. And, but more and more and more and more and more and more and more things fit in them and function comes it's, from it. It's, more, it's, a, it's not a matter of science so much, it's a matter of com- complexity. In fact, there's something called Moore's mm. Law, which talks about technology doubles every you know, so many months and so on. Well, that's kind of an outdated way of looking at it. They used to measure it by the number of transistors you could fit into a specific area. But I'll sort of go against that. And I would say it's more to do with the amount of complexity you can fit into a certain amount of time space. That's probably a better way of looking at it. And especially now, if you look at quantum computing, which is on such a radical different scale the computational resource that is trying to measure the size of transistors is completely irrelevant, actually, in that context. But even before we get to quantum computing, just to get to other types of computing, of which there's both biological and sort of inorganic mediums you can work with, again, it's not how small is the thing, but rather how much functionality can you pack into a specific region of space-time. So looking at some of the bullet points you and I put together or you put together for me so that I can um, go through this, because this is a whole nother world for me. This is out of your brain. So what about the smart materials and all the self-organizing and self-assembling, all that kind of thing? Sure. So I'll start by saying this. We're surrounded by self-organizing and self-assembling nanotech everywhere. 
almost all living things are just that. If you look into a cell, if you look into the nucleus of a cell, the organelles, the ribosomes, other proteasomes, etc., that's what they do. They literally take apart and reassemble various molecules to accommodate the physiological requirements of that particular cell, and more importantly, how that organ, as it were, functions within a larger body. Now, what's kind of fascinating is, in the current scheme of things, in terms of what I might call nanobiology, one of the main target goals right now is to use what I'll call quasi-viral components to target offending cells, like cancer cells, and be able to neutralize them, or to target other types of cells and affect their physiology in some kind of hopefully proactive way. Viruses are really good at this. And you may be scared, but wait a minute, before people panic, there's actually a good side to this. Because if you sort of break apart a virus, what it really does, it has a proteomic signature, kind of like a hand to a glove. All cells are just, most of us to say, have an outer sheath of proteins that stick out like fingers almost. It's the RNA signature of that particular type of cell. And viruses will target whatever cell that their external RNA features will cling to. That's why you have different viruses for specific organisms, even for specific organs, that kind of thing. So when a Mm -hmm. virus encounters the right kind of cell that it's supposed to mate for, it will then, through enzymic action, kind of nibble its way through the cell wall, go through the cytoplasm. And then, and then, they'll target one of the ribosomes or one of the other proteasomes and force that proteasome to make more virus, as opposed to making more of the molecular structures that would normally go into keeping that cell functioning. Now, that second part we don't like, but the first part's wonderful because, <clears throat> excuse me, now we have a way of targeting whatever kind of cell we're looking for, like cancer cells, and doing something with it, hopefully killing it, or turning it into a type of cell that will then go after other cancer cells, that sort of thing. And that's already being done. Ooh, like a double spy, man. Turn them around, make them go the other way. Uh, sort of. Use them. <laughs> well, How did Fantastic Voyage? Yes. Oh, so that not was not quite that. It's sort of like that in a way. We're not shrinking people down, putting them to a submarine, but we are taking an already existing submarine of sorts, a viral entity, and using it for our purposes. Is is that okay? Now I've seen videos or films or something where they would create like it's almost like a let's just say a itty bitty itty bitty little like submarine-ish drone yeah and then you could take it and go uh move it around and then kill what you wanted to kill is that is that happening well, now? sort of that's a, a another way a, a different way of looking at this would be an artificial immune system <clears throat> excuse me i'm so sorry for my voice by the way i've got this horrible cold going on. So I promise I won't die or anything, but if I sound a little rough, <laughs> oh, and by the way, before I forget, um, I really want to thank Ryan a lot. He did, he did an amazing job getting all my stuff posted up there at the 11th hour and 59th minute. Um, he was extremely patient, let me repost some of my stuff, and he's great. So for he's anybody looking at these images and checking it out, you want to thank Ryan because he did a marvelous job. Just want to make that point. Yeah, go to Coast to Coast AM 
dot com and then look for I think it says uh, I'm I'm already on the page so I think it says like related uh, feature so it's down below the carousel and you'll see the pictures that I'm looking at myself just going I still don't get it yeah but <laughs> well. but that's why that's why Charles is uh, you know going to explain it are you called Chuck as well I kept no, wanting no, to say please, Chuck no Chuck you can call me Charles no Chuck Charlie. no Chuck please no Chuck okay no Chuck. <laughs> So Unless anyways, I'm mad at you, I'm not going to go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, so, well, speaking of, I'm sorry, speaking of, of biological things in the nano world, this may be sort of relevant, and it may be part of how we go into discussion later. But there is a, quite an interest by the FDA to figure out how they're going to classify this genre of development from a medical perspective, and the reasoning is because in earlier times there are two major categories of regulatory protocol, one of which covered chemistry, that being drugs, the other which covered machines, mostly machines that are outside the body, you know, where you've hooked up to various devices and scanners and that kind of thing, and more recently going to implants, that sort of thing. But all these regulatory protocols were wrapped around machines. Now, in the world of nanotech, it's not exactly a chemical but it's not exactly a machine either, not in the traditional sense. So what do you categorize it as? So in 2006, I was fetched upon by the FDA when I went to Bethesda, Maryland, along with other folks that came by weeks later. I gave a 90-minute presentation. I mean, if you think these slides are a bit elaborate, just in the 100-plus slides I had for that. Oh but after giving this presentation and went to all these different details about dendromers and different kinds of organic molecules and you know, different using quasi viral components as a matter of fact, as a delivery system, all that kind of stuff. Are you like roaming end, around the house? Are you on your lay? Are you like crawling around like a marine, or what's going on over there, man? <laughs> uh, I'm sitting here in a chair. Oh, it sounds like you're going in and out of something. <laughs> oh no, I'm so sorry. Is the phone now you sound on? good. You sound good. Okay, well I'm so sorry. I'm, okay. I'm having trouble breathing, so that may be part of it. Oh, no breathing oh. during the show. Thank you very much. Do not <laughs> no, mess it up. Or <laughs> right, no, no dying allowed. Okay, I'll try yeah, to try trying to have a show here. Okay, yeah. Right, just, right. Just... After the show, go ahead and you know crop out. But that's <laughs> okay. So anyway, getting back to the more uh, realistic role, perhaps. Um, after ninety minutes or so of this presentation, a, a few of the folks were asking all these questions, like, "Well, how do we regulate this? What do you suggest for a regulatory protocol? How are we going to enforce any kind of new legal definitions for what these?" nano-biological systems should be. And I said, you know, frankly, it's not going to matter. The United States is no longer in a position to inflict its regulatory will upon the rest of the world, as it might once have been. Very likely, China is going to go ahead and do whatever they want to do, as I'm sure many other nations will as well. So it, rather than worry about regulatory protocols and the limitations thereof, look more towards sort of adapting to a much more global kind of way of assessing these properties. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. 
I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.